0: Alright, so that's how this podcast is going to go. Drew and I always go... Halo. Game of Fuel.
1: Doritos. Cortana. Forge maps. Spatting laser.
2: End my pain.
1: Going out in a blaze of glory. ODST. Hello strangers on the internet, gruffly storming into battle with a spring in your step and a song in your heart. Welcome to Nitwick, the podcast about friends and video games. This week we dive into that most beloved jewel of the Xbox library, the Halo franchise. What do we remember about it? What made the story of an armored space marine so dang special? And how much gamer fuel is too much gamer fuel? The answer is never too much gamer fuel. My name is Drew Fasciano, and a fun fact about myself, my first Halo game that I owned was Halo 3. I, like, played them completely out of order, and if I'm not counting multiplayer land LAN parties, then that's technically the campaign that I started on. How weird is that? It's pretty weird. Very weird. It's like starting starting at the epic
0: conclusion, (laughs) and it's like, you know, I wonder how this all began. So were they, they're basically all prequels for you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: kind of. Like, the thing is, I had it's context- a very long prequel. <laughs> I had context on how I had played the other ones, uh, I will get into that later, but it was very fun to sort of be playing that final chapter and just doing that whole, like, was this explained and does it make sense, or, 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 or is it just random? <laughs> <laughs> I just roll with
0: it. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it was explained. They they wouldn't put things in that don't get explained,
1: would they? That's crazy. Probably not. Probably not. Stranger whose uh, name I don't is, know. Oh, you have got to know it.
0: My name is Adam. Uh, and my first Halo game, The first Halo game that I played was Halo One on the uh, original Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I've never owned any Halo games, but this is the first one I played through, and that was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I that was back in the day where the Xbox One actually meant something. It was the first one. <laughs> it's not that they like turned this whole ship around. Like, let's name it the Xbox One because mm-hmm. we made a full 360 before and we're back at one. Uh,
1: Dap branding. Does That blow
0: your mind. Dap that brand. That blow your
1: mind that you can do this. Uh, it makes me sad.
0: You start at one, make a full 360, you're back at one. I know. God
1: fucking damn it. <laughs> I know. <Ooh. laughs> <laughs>
0: Ooh, that's good that, This is the next level of marketing that I get hired for mm. Get that sweet money cash
1: <laughs> What
3: the fuck Okay hello everyone my name is Zach And my first Halo game Was also Halo 1
1: Hooray And I have a small
3: story to go with it um, People asked me what I wanted for Christmas And I said oh, I'm getting an Xbox and I, I, I kind of knew I was going to get an Xbox So I asked. So I told literally everyone I want Halo Mm-hmm. And so when Christmas came around I was given three copies of Halo.
0: See, you <laughs> played the gift, the present game wrong. Yeah. What you should have done was told one person that you could trust that you wanted Halo, and then tell everybody else a different game. I know. Now, did you sim- play through all three copies simultaneously? That'd be impressive. Mm.
2: Mm.
3: No. No, I wish I had three Xboxes so I could do that. Instead, just one became the main one, and the other two got shelved. Oh, that's sad. Wait, I think, so
0: you didn't like? Wait, they didn't take him back and get you other games? They no. Like, here, I just, I with kid. them.
3: I think I end up giving one of them away. That's weird. <laughs> yeah.
0: Not even getting like the receipt or something.
3: Nope. Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little weird. I'm
1: sorry for your extra. And it was copies. always very funny
3: looking at the uh, looking at the shelf full of like video game cases because there'd be three
1: Halos just sitting up there. Mm-hmm. You know. Hmm. Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah
3: anyways, that's, that's my uh, history with the... Uh, that's that's my first Halo game. That's your and, first
0: Halo game. Three yeah. times.
3: And boy, has it been a journey. Oh, a dear. game
0: experience so great, he got it three.
3: <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. What does that even but, mean? Um, like, but that was a fun fact from
1: my history. How
3: about a fun fact from your week,
1: Drew? Oh, um, I will tell you many fun facts about my week. Hello, everyone. My name is Drew. And this week, I... <laughs> I derped around on my computer. I downloaded Adobe Animate, and I'm going to have fun with that. I went home for the weekend to celebrate my birthday a little bit late, and as a result, I have all sorts of nice new clothes, and I had all sorts of tasty, tasty food, and I hung out with uh, my brother. And my brother showed me. What's up? We didn't hang out for your birthday. Oh, no! I'm sorry. we were down here, and we
0: didn't hang out for your birthday. Were you trying to get some sneaky like no wait sneak
3: down? No, I have this. I understand this. Drew can explain it, but I already know. I just want you all to know
1: that. I, I I don't even know what you're alluding to. Um, but what I was going to say is I didn't play many video games this week, but I was demonstrated the full power of Neo by my brother. And oh. yes, and I realized that a game that takes um. For those who don't know, Neo is sort of like a more like um, samurai themed Dark Souls. And mm-hmm. is nice and quick, right. and I died instantaneously, and I was like, oh, oh yeah. okay, this is pretty tough. This looks fun and sparkly. Yeah.
3: yeah. So the other thing I find funny about Neo is that I believe the main character is Irish.
1: That's right. William.
3: Uh... So <laughs> William, come to come to Japan. It's, it's literally the case of, like, some uh, Irishman comes to Japan.
0: Well, I I haven't played Neo outside of the the demo. Uh, by the way, Drew, don't feel bad about dying instantly. It was a really humbling experience to have all these years of Dark Souls and, and, like, be ready for this kind of game. Boot up the Neo, like the Neo Alpha that they showed, at, that they uh, put out on PlayStation Network. Mm-hmm. Walk up to the first enemy and just get one-shotted instantly. No. It's like... And this is so. This is before they like balance the shit out of this. Hopefully. Oh, so you got the hardcore um, stuff. But yeah, that game's really tough. <laughs> With me, uh, but I think is isn't he like in Japan to like rescue some spirit or something?
3: Yeah, I, I don't. know the entire plot, but it is. It is. I just find it funny that there's this guy named William who's Irish. And he goes like all the way to Japan to go fight dudes. Like just for content. Like just maybe for...
1: he'll
0: run into Tom Cruise. Mm, maybe.
3: Mm, maybe. Maybe. Or or he'll run into a. Who's the guy who plays Wolverine? Uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, yeah. You could find Hugh
1: Jackman there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, all I know is that I played it kind of midway, and my brother was like, hey, here, take this controller, Drew. And I was like, oh, I'm so good at video games. I'm going to be great. And I was not great. And I was very humbled. (laughs) Don't you just hate that when somebody's like, I'm going to demo this game for you. Here, I just dropped you off in the hardest section. Have fun. Like... Well, what do I do? It's always fun to see someone like perform very, very well at a game, and then you're just like, "Oh well, let me just give it a crack." Oh look, the controller has melted into ash in my hands, and <laughs> and I feel a strange sickness within myself. <laughs> the controller is made out of jelly. How did this happen? Uh, I I blame the controllers, not myself. Um, mm. But I will ask Adam. How oh, it, yeah, do you think it might pick it up, or was it? Say again. Not your cup of tea. I said, were you, you think you might pick it up? Well, it, I I still need to beat Cuphead, and then I still need to beat Nier Automata. That is something I did play through a little bit. I played through just a bit more of Nier, but Yay. not a whole lot. Like, that's that's wait. my belated, like, I want to finish was it this like, game.
3: Wait, was it like ten minutes of I opened up the game and then played a little bit past the tutorial?
1: I'm in the desert, Zach. How does that go? What? I'm in, I'm in a desert. Oh, you went into the desert? I went All into right. the desert. It's... It's nice and sandy out there. Is everything is great. Nothing bad is going to happen. Mm. I hey, am just you know, feeling confident. You know what's funny is
3: when I when I actually hit the desert, um I the the first thing I noticed about it was that you could slide down the sand dunes and I was just like, "Oh, just like journey." <laughs> I
2: don't
0: know, guys. The desert sounds terrible. It's full of sand, rough, coarse. Oh,
1: get everywhere. <sighs> it sounds terrible. Adam Skywalker, oh, search man. your feelings and tell me about your week. <laughs> <laughs> that was good
2: <laughs>
0: that
3: was
2: solid yeah <laughs> uh
0: let's so, so, so see what what's been my week uh we had a really busy week at work um just a lot of projects going on uh we had a bunch of sales people come in getting trained on the how to use the new updates to the apps and then we had our big company dinner so uh i didn't get to play too many games uh, i will tell you a fun work story though tell me your fun work story so there's this physics app that I've been testing for a while now. Ooh. And uh, we put out the, we just loaded up all the sales demo things uh, with this new version of the app. And they're all getting trained on it. And we're all sitting there thinking, yeah, we did it. Everything's great. So uh, Wednesday, we had a big com- uh, sales meeting dinner thing where all the people from the out in the field kind of come into the office and we kind of mingle and we're just like, hey, we're all the co-workers. This is, isn't this lovely? Literally minutes before I walk over to get food, one of the, se- like the uh, people who was kind of giving the meeting pulls me aside and says, Hey, can I show you this bug we found while uh, ch- teaching, uh, like showing people how to use the app? I'm like, okay, it can't be that bad. I'm sure this won't take too long.
1: Nope. Oh, dear. <laughs> that
0: was like an hour <laughs> digging into a bug going... Why did this? Why is this happening? How did everybody do this? How
1: is this a thing? Wait, was it something that like I did get my dinner though? Was it something that it was good stuff? Everyone was like experiencing, mm-hmm. and you just had no idea why it was happening, or was it, like a really obscure bug? No, it was because what should have been a very like minor
0: and small fix ended up like breaking this really odd bit of functionality. Oh, but apparently that was the thing they wanted to show off to people, and it's like no
2: oh mm. to
0: be so it'd be like how do i put this you put a fix in this should have absolutely no effect on this feature why is it broken oh, no. that kind of thing mm. uh i've so you yeah, st-
1: i've seen that
0: yeah so that was work stuff um since i've been kind of uh haven't been able to play as many games uh i've been watching people do speed runs uh awesome games done quick is going on right now mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a week-long charity event where all these different speedrunners come together and they show off the different speedruns for their games.
1: Ooh, that's uh, cool. So
0: i been checking out a lot of really cool runs. Um, Drew, you might be interested. They have a Metroid Prime 3 Corruption speedrun
2: mm. uh,
0: this year. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but it seems pretty cool. Uh, they had a Hollow Knight one as well. Oh, shit. Oh, that nice. was like under an hour. It's like,
1: how do you do that? I am so shocked. I want to know how um, they beat Hollow Knight in under an hour. That's pretty crazy to me
2: mm mm-hmm.
0: uh, and then the other well I, I gotta correct myself the one game I did play a bit of is I was playing overwatch yeah uh, yeah so there's a new competitive season that yes. started that just started up so uh, a couple nights ago me and a couple of my buddies Zach included mm-hmm. were playing uh some competitive <laughs> overwatch and that's been pretty fun. Uh, I forgot like how fun that game is when you're in like I don't know how to put this you're not just goofing off in quick play you're like in a really focused like competitive scene.
3: Yeah, especially uh, when you're playing with people who, like, you're playing with, like, a group of people. Usually, like, three to four is pretty good. Um, mm. And so that way, it, it can feel really intense and it's really enjoyable. Yeah, uh,
0: but, uh, yeah, that's kind of been my week. Not, nothing more to that. I got a sick play the game as Reaper.
3: Aww. Oh, right! <laughs> Holy crap, that was insane! It was so, dumb and What'd insane. you do? We were,
0: uh one of our comp matches, we were trying to capture the point. No, and we were think defending it was either... a point. Oh, we were defending a point. Um, yeah, we
3: were defending First Point London. Oh, what was the name of it?
0: King's Row. King's Row, yeah. And I think it was either you or or uh, Short Drew were defending the point, and you died, and I was that almost was, there. Yeah, was they were about to cap it, and I just jumped down, did my ult, and got a fi- like uh, a quintuple kill. It's was like, oh. Yeah,
3: do get a quint. I was <laughs> just like... Well, King, like I so good. I I had died, and I got out of spawn, and all I see is a... Is, is, uh, The, like, Reaper ult thing and getting, like, five kills in a round. It's just like, holy fuck, what?
1: Do you usually (laughs) play Reaper? I thought you were, like, more of a... I don't know. I thought you played a different character. I don't know why. Uh, is one of my go-tos, if I'm feeling it. Yeah. Um, Like, he
3: was playing a lot of Reaper, but, yeah.
0: I kind of switch around. Right now, my my mains are Moira, uh, Genji, who I need to repractice because I haven't used him in a while, and... uh, reaper and zen so mm. it kind of depends on what i'm feeling yeah nice It's unlike
3: like me when i was playing through that where i played one character and only one character but uh but yeah so i guess this dovetails into my week where uh it's been dominated yeah. by overwatch um, I- i'm pretty
0: much done with mine
3: yeah so i have a saga um coming for you all and it is the saga of the roller coaster sr because i started this week with like two thousand three hundred SR, and it, when you win a match, and when you lose a match, it's about somewhere between twenty and twenty five. Tends to be what what the Zach up, for up our listeners out.
1: who aren't hot on Overwatch. What is SR? SR is your competitive ranking.
3: Oh, um, SR. If your SR is above five, is zero to five hundred your bronze? If it's five hundred to a thousand, is it five hundred to a thousand? Ooh, I might have that wrong. I think if it's zero to a thousand it's bronze if it's a thousand to two thousand it's silver if it's two thousand to three thousand it's gold Mm. and i'll just leave the higher tiers away from here because i started at about two thousand three hundred something and over the course of like 10 comp matches i lost repeatedly and so i got ground down from two thousand three hundred or so all the way down to two (laughs) thousand and three um It left me extremely angry at Overwatch. And just angry at playing in general. Um, I'm sorry. That sounds rough. And so I got... And that's that's how low I got. And then I played like one or two solo... Because I was solo queuing for that. And so I got knocked all the way down. I was fucking pissed. And so I said, all right, one, one last go at this. If I get knocked under silver, I'm not playing this. I'm not playing this shit. Um, and we won. And I was very happy. It was a very happy solo queue match. And then uh, yesterday... I jumped on and played with Short Drew and various other people, including Adam. Yay. And in total, I think we played like eight matches, and we won all but the last one. Like, we we were on, like, an insane winning streak. (laughs) And then Josh showed up. I stole (laughs) him. Yeah, and then Josh showed up. He observed a match we lost, basically. And then Um, we never won again that night. (laughs) Yeah, we did. We switched to quick play and lost a bunch. But, uh... Uh... But, so, my SR went from, like, 2003 all the way back to, like, 2180. Mm. So, I got most of the way back up. And so, I'm like, thank fucking God. (laughs) Like, good, I'm not going to get knocked into silver. Uh, But, yeah, other than that, uh, I have been fairly closely following the Overwatch League. Mm.
1: What's Uh, going on with that?
3: So, the Overwatch League is... uh, Overwatch has 8... Sorry, 12 competitive teams that's the pro level teams um each one is represented by a city uh except for one which has it's one city has two la has two teams um it's it's structured like a professional sport um and they played what was it 12 matches um this
0: week i think so something like that
3: yeah so san francisco has a team called the shock and i am a fan of those guys i want them to win because hometown
1: how are they doing?
3: Uh, they got out of destroyed by the LA Valiant.
1: No! Makes me sad. No, Basically,
3: I, yeah, as far as I can tell, I didn't watch it because I couldn't. I was at work.
1: I won't have this. I can't
3: allow San
0: Francisco to lose to Los Angeles. I hate LA. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, so That's not true. I just hate driving there. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, I hate the weather there.
3: Yeah, I I just don't like LA. Um, so... I, I get down so so apparently what happened in the first match is that the San Francisco Shock was playing the LA Valiant. There's by the way, there's another LA team the LA Gladiators. But mm. so Shock lost first match and then they just full tilted and lost the next three matches.
1: Oh no. Hmm. I want some. So yeah. is
3: just as normal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well I do that every time I play comp anyway, so am I a pro?
3: Yeah. Um yeah, and, and it's just Apparently, uh, the shock is full of a lot of really strong personalities, and they clash a lot. Hmm. And, and and maybe not clash a lot, but they're very like you know they're forceful people.
1: So what you're saying is the shock will be the mighty ducks of the Overwatch League, and in the start they really won't have it together. But with the heart and strength of a good coach and a will to win, they're gonna take home the gold and steal each other's hearts in the process.
0: Drew, where is Coach Bombay? <laughs>
3: So I do. Where have, is Coach Bombay? <laughs> oh God. So I do have good news for the Shock, though. They beat Shanghai.
1: Oh well, no.
3: Yay!
0: They have the best colors.
3: No, no, mayhem have the best colors.
0: No, no. Oh, wait, is it mayhem or Shanghai? <laughs> mayhem. Of, all right. So Drew, one of the teams for the Overwatch World League have, or two teams have, red and yellow as their two team primary team colors. Okay. And that's fine. But when these colors are applied to the character skins, because every character gets a set, or sorry, every team gets a set of skins for all the characters as kind of like a team jersey. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can have, you know, Anna wearing the Shanghai Dragons colors or Soldier wearing the uh, SF Shock colors. One of the teams has all of their
1: costumes look like Ronald McDonald. Oh, all yes! To be totally. All of them. So what's next is a sponsorship deal with McDonald's then. Oh god please. Imagine that. Like like a like a little like uh dolled up reaper just like huddled over a McMuffin. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bjorn starts throwing out chicken nuggets oh. instead of armor
1: packs. Oh god. Oh god.
3: <laughs> That's so bad. Okay, so it it's the Florida Mayhem who are primary yellow, uh, secondary red, which is why they look like Ronald McDonald but uh the Shanghai dragons give them a close second the, their yellow is supposed to be gold it still looks just like yellow mm. just very yellow mm. and they just like they both look like Ronald McDonald
0: uh, go cap the point it.
3: <laughs> but yeah so and, and so they uh, they also released a bunch of jersey skins basically uh the the home team skins mm. for each team uh and so you could you could get it. You got a, well, you got one for free, and then it's basically five dollars per jersey after that point. Hey. And so I paid ten dollars, and so now I have three skins. And I got nice. the San Francisco Junkrat skin. I got the LA Valiant uh, Lucio skin, and then I got the Soul Dynasty Mercy skin. And let me mm. tell you, there's two reasons I got that Soul skin. Valiant is because a friend of mine is also a fan of the Valiant and basically anybody from LA is anybody who's like an Overwatch fan from LA is a as a Valiant's fan and not a Gladiator's fan
1: mm. okay
3: so um the, the Dynasty skin though one Dynasty got the best fucking colors
0: were they black and green or something or
3: no Outlaws uh-huh. got black and green which is also excellent but they got black and gold oh they look amazing um and there uh, and the other reason is because apparently the Soul Dynasty the players on the Soul Dynasty do zero shit talking, are the nicest people on the planet.
1: Oh, that's mm. good. That's delightful. So like
3: they're just lovely people apparently? Mm. And correct me wrong but
0: when you buy one of these because uh, there's a new currency I think called these Overwatch League cur- yeah. uh, currency and you you don't uh, get them in loot boxes but it's, token. it's uh you, you buy it and basically w- when you buy that it goes to support the teams yeah so uh
3: when you buy when you buy uh league tokens for overwatch 50 percent of the money that you pay them goes to the teams so when like and i assume the other half basically goes to to blizzard and to, to activision blizzard to sort of cover the cost of running the league um but yeah that that's kind of their deal for almost all the merch i think for the overwatch league is that half of it goes to the teams half of it goes to activision blizzard Uh, but yeah it's it is it does feel a little expensive though it's like five bucks per jersey and so i'm like uh,
0: i wouldn't think of it so much as i'd say i think of it more as supporting a a team you like kind of thing because that's basically what you're doing
3: yeah yeah i definitely agree with that Mm.
0: look Um, now it's literally like just having a tip jar
2: (laughs) (laughs) i guess yeah Hmm.
1: well zach i'm glad you're enjoying the overwatch league is there anything else in your world that you want to talk about before we Um, get started
3: No, I've been utterly consumed by Overwatch. Okay, well that's That's good. I'm
1: glad. I'm glad. You know, that's actually a good
3: transition because now we're gonna be talking about a different shooter game that I played a lot of. We are going (laughs) to talk (laughs) about a different
1: shooter game. One that has laid the groundwork for tons of shooters that came after it. Guys, let us talk about Halo. Halo! This week, we are starting off our month of shooters, which means every week we are going to be talking about a different shooter game that has had some sort of prominence in the gaming world. And we thought the best way to start off would be with Halo, that Dunn franchise that Dunn made a lot of shooters, and Dunn made a lot of money, and Dunn dominated the Xbox. So, if, if you guys are ready, I think it might be a good idea to just start off and explain, you know, what's your experience with Halo? You know, how do you know the mm. franchise? Do you, do you like it? Do you hate it? What made you interested? Um, what disgusts you about it? How'd you start off that kind of thing? Well,
3: according to my notes...
1: Mm. Your sacred texts.
3: Yeah, according mm-hmm. to my notes, I have played and beaten Halos 1, 2, 3. I've played like half of Halo Reach and played a bit of ODST, and I have read the Fall of Reach novel. Mm. Nice, nice. Do you like have a,
0: a, an experience with Halo 4 or 5?
3: um i played a little bit of 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 halo 4 multiplayer but i basically haven't touched them mm. Bungie left and so did i and so is it oh.
1: is it safe to say that you like kind of the old school halo the the original yeah. arc and you know the whole mythos and all that I, actually, I remember you being pretty into it
3: i was pretty into it i was actually less into three than i was into than into one and two
1: mm-hmm.
3: um i actually i found three a little weird like i feel like they didn't know where they were going with the game
1: mm. and they
3: just sort of floundered on three huh uh which was a little disappointing
1: mm. uh despite gotcha. the fact
3: that their their uh map creation tools were fucking amazing
0: mm-hmm. oh that's the the forge yeah yeah called? the forge oh yeah when did the forge show up that was that wasn't halo <laughs> that started in. Halo i believe
1: creation. it started yeah. in three and then it became a staple of the franchise for a while if i'm not mistaken mm.
3: Oh, okay. they got rid of it. Where we'll probably oh, talk really? about it
1: about the Forge later. I, just, I was
3: just confused oh, did they? I have no started. idea. Did they get rid of the Forge? Is it still around? I, no, I think it's still
0: around. I mean, oh, okay, cool. Okay.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
0: so I guess I'll talk about my experience with Halo, uh, the Halo series real mm-hmm. quick. Um, <clears throat> so I've actually never owned a copy of Halo. Um, this is probably mostly in part doing that I've actually never owned a Microsoft console. I've never owned an Xbox. Uh, so my experience with Halo has been mostly through... Uh, Kind of talking with my other friends and then playing a lot of the multiplayer with people. Uh, when I was in high school, we would have a couple... Pretty regularly, every Friday, we'd go over to my buddy Chris's place. Uh, me and a couple of our friends. I would go over there and we'd link up a bunch of Xbox, Xboxes and we'd play the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was pretty what? prominent during Halo 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of my experiences with multiplayer. I did play some of the campaign. Uh, I played mm-hmm. like maybe... The middle three or four chapters of one, I played okay. the intro sequence of two up until they fight the Scarab. Oh, um, right.
3: Yeah, the Scarab fight was pretty cool.
0: I That that sequence through the city was awesome. I played, I think, up until whatever section in Halo 3 where you're in the Warthogs on like the icy snow area.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: and then maybe the first mission of Halo 4.
1: Okay. Okay okay so so,
0: um, so you're you, wise, my experience with this series is kind of all over the fucking place you know yeah. how to play it
1: you just don't know what's going on is that fair
0: to say uh, if you were to ask me anything about the story or the major events I could give you the master chief he showed up and went bang 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 Cortana tell me the secret coordinates and she said okay master chief go over there and then we went over there
1: Adam your abridged <laughs> version of Halo is probably the best thing to be totally honest,
3: like, there's, like, one or two levels where that's not the case, but you're pretty spot on.
0: All right, audience members, congratulations. You just played through Halos 1 through 5.
1: <laughs> you've so saved, all the speedruns I've been watching. You've saved them so much money. Um, I guess I'll go. Uh, my experience with Halo has been kind of mixed. I First one I owned was 3. Before then, I had played at a people's houses and... Done the whole LAN party thing and sort of like watched it from afar. I actually had kind of like a weird like I didn't really want to play it because there was a friend of mine who lived close by, and I had a GameCube. He had an Xbox, and he had Halo, which was getting all the acclaim and love. And I had Metroid Prime, and nobody knew what it was, and it made me really upset. So I was just kind of like, (laughs) like angrily frustrated while playing through this (laughs) this level that he was showing me, and just being like it's okay whatever <laughs> there's aliens in like, no, mine too no. i can't like this because then it might mean i hate metroid for whatever reason <laughs> like i set up this like false dichotomy in my fucking brain and i don't know why i did it and then i played three and i actually really liked three like it was goofy but hmm. i i really got like just like kind of tied into like you know how big and grandiose they tried to make everything i thought that was very fun i um mm-hmm. I enjoyed going into Forge, finding all the explosive objects and lighting them up. That's always a
3: treat. Listen, man. Taking every explosive object, putting it into a giant pile, putting a warthog on top of that pile, and then firing one bullet into the pile of explosives. (laughs) (laughs) The best best is when you make everyone immortal Mm -hmm. and you put someone in the warthog.
1: See... I had a friend, I had a friend, he created a map where there was this like massive, I think it was like the elephant or something, and right, he set yep. up the explosions in just the right way so that it would be perpetually like respawning and perpetually exploding in the air and flipping over and over and over. And it was yeah. beautiful. Um, I played ODST, I played 4, um, 4 was weird for me just because it went in a very clear different direction from the originals trilogy, um... I gave you that one. Oh, you did? For a copy of 4. You did give me that copy of 4. Thank you for that. That was awesome.
0: Um, I, I I just remembered because I was like, oh, yeah, I won that. We were at a Microsoft, like, little panel where they were just like, hey, guys, come work for Microsoft. And I won a raffle thing. And said, here's a
1: copy of Halo 4. Like, I don't fucking own no Microsoft console. I'm going to give this away.
0: <laughs>
2: well,
1: well, then. Well, thank you. I got to play Halo if it had quick time events and some kind of weird there are QTEs? Go- yeah, there's QTEs. It's weird. <laughs> there's, like, one or two of them. There's, they're, like, very sparse, but they do show up. And I think that's actually how the Eard. final boss works out. Yeah, take uh, take a gander at it sometime if you get a chance. Yeah, um, well,
3: I don't have the console for it.
1: Well, no, you yeah. have an Xbox 360, don't you? I do have a 360. Oh, I can play it on that. I, I will lend <laughs> you Adam's copy, and then you, too, can experience Halo... <laughs> okay. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> I just really... Okay, yeah. I just... I When I think of Halo, I remember, like, the over-the-top ad campaign, which is, like, mm-hmm. almost more... Hey, man. <laughs> more important to me Listen, than okay. the actual game. For, for, for all of the... <laughs> okay, so for all of the, like,
3: weirdness of Halo 3, that ad campaign was intense. <laughs> like Which one? Oh, for... Uh... Halo, like, there were Two. Um, the first one was the like the short that they did with a bunch of regular soldiers <clears throat> fighting uh, brutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. which was yeah, fucking I remember that. Nuts. That was, that was mm-hmm. rad. And then the other one, which was the fucking diorama. <laughs> did you guys ever see the diorama? I that, saw it. I, I have not seen it in person, but I, I did go online and do like a full fucking tour of it. Mm. I believe my buddy Chris,
0: I think he went to go see it because they had it like set up somewhere. Or maybe he just, like, went, to, like, they had, like, a couple set up. Um, but I remember the commercials with the diorama being really cool.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they were fucking nuts. Just, I like, will say, one of the avant-garde.
0: things that was stuck hold for me mm-hmm. uh, for uh, Halo 3 was always the tagline, finish the fight. And right. Was, like, I keep using that. I use that still to this day of, like... <laughs> it's a good tagline. I'm really tired. No, you got to eat that hamburger. Finish the fight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a motivating tagline. You, you know, know they- I... <laughs> That's no, the thing. Like, I still hear
3: Adam say it, every, and every time he brings it up, I always remember it vaguely. But now you've reminded me that it's a Halo
1: thing. <laughs> do you do that thing where you just kind of want to look up to the sky and think, "Yeah, it's time to do it and finish this." Yeah, which is yeah. You know, it's funny to me because uh, "Finish the fight"
0: was like the last thing said in Halo Two, but it's the tagline. But I think most people remember it from, from Halo 3. Three.
1: I mean, I do. That's that. I remember.
3: I I didn't even remember it was
0: said in Halo Two. Oh, Zach, because it's the last thing... Oh, that's that's one thing I did play. I played the last mission of Halo 2 and got super upset with the ending of
3: 2. <laughs> really? Wait, no. Which, Dude. Wh- All right. Where did you end this game? Because I know how it actually ends.
0: No, Halo 2 ends with the chief on the... Uh, he's has the bomb. They're flying toward one of the Covenant ships. Uh, spoilers, I guess, by the way. Yeah, these are some uh, old-ass spoilers. Uh, <laughs> he's on... He's on a ship, he has one of the bombs, and Cortana's like, uh, Chief, what are you doing? He's like, I'm gonna finish the fight. And he, it just ends, it ends right there. Oh, does it? Oh, it does! Yeah,
3: yeah it was a big Remember? deal. I forgot! Like the... the... <laughs> um, sorry, because the last level of Halo 2 is playing as the Arbiter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is playing as the Arbiter and, like, killing the Brute Cat, the Brute Captain, like, the guy who's leading the yeah, Brutes. Yeah. Drew, do you um, remember
0: that level? The, the, just
3: the way Halo Two
0: ended, it was like and done.
1: I remember, I remember cliffhanger ending being like the thing again. Like I started on three, but I had heard a lot of people oh. be, like angrily being like, "What the fuck's up with two? How's three going to do it?" And I was just like, "I, I don't want to be invested in this. I'm going to play the multiplayer. Yeah. I'm going to play the multiplayer." Good, good right. call there. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
3: So, so I, so my experience. Mm like i i played through one one is actually a, is fairly solid it's fairly standard but it's it's enjoyable
0: well remember that halo one like now is very bog
3: standard kind of thing but back then that was like oh, no a pretty like technical master like so so playing through halo one i'm rather floored by how good the level design is in that game like mm-hmm. even today if you go back and play the original halo it's, it has really solid level design um like, the original Halo level is a nice sort of introduction to different play styles. Uh, Silent Cartographer is a map, is, a, is like, a level that everybody, everyone found, like, crazy good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys played Silent uh, Cartographer.
1: Which one was Silent
0: Cartographer? The one on an island. Okay. Is that the one you're, like, on the beachfront yep. for a bit? And yep. then you're, wa- I remember oh, yeah. seeing that level. I don't think that's the one I played.
3: Yeah, so <clears throat> the, the cool thing about that level is that you sort of start on the beachfront, and they let you sort of tackle it in any angle you choose. So, like, you can swing all the way around to the backside of the island, get off your warthog, and go attack in through that angle.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Or you, you can do it the other way. And the other thing is that, like, the level is you go in, you go down, I think, I and I believe it ends at the bottom, or you come back out the other way and you choose how you leave as well. Like, hmm. it, it's really interesting as a level, and I, I get why people, like, enjoyed it. But, I don't know, it just, like, all of the, the levels felt really flavorful and interesting, and they all had lots of very interesting sort of gameplay segments. There was... Yeah. Uh, there was never really, like, a off-point kind of thing. Um, and, and then there were a couple of the other ones. Like, uh, I didn't list this one, but the original Halo had, like, this... The snow level you went through, and you went mm. through, a, through like, the... You went through... Basically, you went on the ground level, and you mm. went all the way around through this, like, corridor. And then, like, three, three levels later, you... Go back around the opposite direction, but now you're in the sky through the same exact level, and that that was something that blew my mind when I was playing.
2: Hmm. Um, and
3: then you get some other ones
1: like three, four, three, guilty spark, which well, isn't that the library? I'm I thought sure. that's the one that uh, you're just like going deeper and deeper into his uh, catacomb. Like I forget if it's it database. might be that one or it might
3: be the one beforehand, but it's definitely it's the one where they introduce the flood. Oh yeah, where yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you go down, and you're just sort of like, something weird's going on. Something weird's going on. And, like, the flood I, twist is actually a really strong moment of the original Halo game. Yeah. I mean, it's it's I a remember,
0: good game. I remember people getting really freaked out at that, at the initial, I think it's the library or something like that? No, mm-hmm. the library is the one afterwards. I think 3402 oh, Spark is, is the, the level. Uh, no, no, I, I, I was just going to say, I remember the library level being one that people were talking about because it's like, the they're just throwing the flood at you, and, like, this is oh, an right. entirely new enemy. Uh, yeah, and you have
3: no idea how to handle it, and you, it's, it's like, you're just, like, constantly being assaulted by Flood all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I know, I, I saw, I knew a lot of people got freaked <coughs> out when they first saw the Flood, too, when they had the little, like, head dudes. Which was weird, because I never was set freaked out about it. I just hmm. punched them and they died.
1: I can see well, them being terrifying say, uh, if you didn't know they were coming. If you didn't know that was true. the kind of game you were into, then I can see that being kind of freaky. Yeah. yeah I was warned. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i had a little bit of warning myself actually for the the, the flood
1: worked that way or yeah
3: because i was i was behind like my brother um, see, like, playing through the game. that's one of these really cool things about
0: about halo and i guess we'll kind of i feel like we kind of moved on to our second question of what would you consider to be halos the halo series's greatest strength and
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think one of them one of its greatest strengths is probably these just really cool set piece moments of like anybody who's played like through the series or even just a few will probably remember some of these big moments. Like we were, we were just talking about the library and the flood. Um, one of the big set piece moments for me that I, I actually remember, um, pretty clearly is in halo two where you're, um, I forget what the city's name is, but you're basically, like, following this scarab as it, like, rampages through the city kind of thing. Right, yeah. And just, like, you're in a warthog, and you're driving, and you're taking people down. You have to, like, pull over every once in a while to help people out, and mm-hmm. it's constantly throwing all these, like, covenant soldiers at you. Uh, you get in a ghost, um, or is it a banshee? Which one's the one that can fly? That's the banshee? banshee. That's, That's banshee. Banshee. You get in a banshee, you, you gotta, like, fly up and above the scarab, shoot down in it, jump off. Uh, and I remember that being a really cool
3: sequence. Wait, wait a second. I remember the end of that level. You you just jump on it. <laughs> I no, like I got mean, some didn't... scaffolding and you could jump on it. I didn't know you could Banshee uh, onto it. I always just, just ran off the scaffolding.
0: Well, I think because uh, we were we kept trying to do the glitch where you would get the scarab gun. And that means you have to keep the Banshee alive for a lot longer. So uh... we would always like, like Banshee fly over. It'd be like, okay, this isn't working. Jump off, start shooting everything on the scarab and then just complete the mission normally.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: maybe yes. i remember it because we ran it so many times trying to do this damn thing oh my god
3: so uh so yeah though no, i th- the one thing i actually really like is that the set pieces that came up in halo like when you say set pieces i think of like set pieces in a call of duty game where they like change the mechanics on you mm-hmm. and sort of like have you playing a different game for a bit or sort of like they switch the modes in which you're viewing things but the halo series like the set pieces were part of the regular action like you were using the exact same tools and so you had a lot of proficiency and skill with them when you were doing it Mm -hmm. but you were just like doing it in a wildly different scenario and i think that was one of the that's that's one of the really cool parts of the halo series is and 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 Bungie's work on it in particular is they didn't they never gave you a lot of like generic kind of levels they always were just trying to like give you something interesting to work with
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i remember those them being really fun and i remember Like I said, it just seemed like every time I would talk to people about Halo... um, This was mostly back in high school or so. Just, like, everybody always remembered these, like, crazy, like, moments in the games. Mm -hmm.
1: They they really knew Uh, how to, like, take that core gameplay loop and actually apply it in, like, a wide variety of situations. Like, just, like, thinking back through 3, like, there was a whole lot of level variety. But it all was consistent. Like, it, like, Zach, like you were saying, there was mm -hmm. never, like, a weird moment where it's like, and... Mm. Now we're in minigame territory. Like, everything I'm doing still feels like I should be doing it. And, like, it is really, like, focused around, like, you know, like you said, like, these cool set pieces, these really cool ideas for levels, right? Like... Mm -hmm. i I still love um there's this one where like you're going down this cracked highway that's been like kind of torn apart because like you know war and whatnot and there's this moment where like a giant ship just like flies over you and you're just like kind of like like the camera shakes a little bit and then eventually you work your way up through the rest of the level and it is just like punching through a highway and like i've not Mm -hmm. seen that like i've not seen that particular setup before and it was like a really cool like story moment because like you are literally escaping from this like like burnt out bombed bunker uh into like this big sunny like next step of the game and it was just really freaking yeah, yeah. cool
3: yeah they were able to vary their environments a lot like because that's that's a halo 3 level and like the very mm-hmm. first halo 3 level which is called sierra 117 i told you i made notes mm-hmm. so you did you um, did is is it's basically just a forest level like you're mm-hmm. just running through a forest and like to like the next level is the interior of a like of a very concrete based military compound. And then you're outside in this bright, sunny sort of like very yellow, heavy, um, uh, sort of zone. Mm-hmm. And so like they, they did a really good, they've done a, a really good job of like varying up, um, what each level is about yeah. and what goes on. them. Mm-hmm. And to kind of jump off of what,
0: of what Zach was saying is that, uh, you know, everybody makes the joke of like, Oh, the space Marines and the giant suits. And uh, I don't think it's any stretch to say that kind of master chief being, the guy like the guy in the the space marine in the giant suit kind of thing um you know you 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 think about them being very generic looking and everything like that but the halo games were a always really good looking Mm -hmm. yeah uh, and they always had really good art direction because like what zach was saying is that like you would be in this forest and it would look fantastic and then once you went into like the the bunker of a base they still made like all these like small things to make it look really good Mm -hmm. yeah it
3: um it felt like you were moving through a world a lot like yeah it it felt like the people there were sort of like the actual people (laughs) and uh it i don't know they did really good on setting stakes like that uh that that actually brings me to another thing is that the writing on those games like the the action writing was fine like they they did a fairly good job all the way through of like uh just showing you through each segment and showing you a a cool sort of heavy military story Mm -hmm, but then mm -hmm. like the like it felt like bungie like was like they had to write this sort of generic action thing because every time you peel back a layer of the halo setting it gets more and it feels more and more like you've just stepped into starship troopers Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) like
1: yeah yeah Well, see, like, that's why what, that's what I like it, right? It's, like, because it feels very much like a space opera and it seems to embrace that, you know? Like, it has a lot right. of very weird ideas in mm-hmm. it for something that feels like... Like, when you say it, like, Halo, I think of, like, shooting aliens. Like, that feels like a very generic video game thing, right? But, like, I... Hell, that's what you did <laughs> in Space Invaders. Uh, technically, yes. Yes, technically. Yep. But, like, again, like, it just, like when I actually play through it, and when I, like, not even just, like, play through the story, I just, like, check out the Easter eggs, and, like, get up on the lore, and, and look at the direction. Yeah, like,
3: and, and just for some examples on the lore, like, oh, by the way, the, uh... The, they, they implemented this in the later games, but the, the skull system, where mm-hmm. you can increase the difficulty, or add bullshit, that was mm-hmm. a fun one for, for Halo 3. But, but but like, just in terms of lore, like, the, the religious fanaticism of the Covenant was something yeah. that just sort of, like, it it was something in the background of the first game and they brought it straight to the foreground of the second game. And I was always like, wow, that's really interesting. Like, you took what would otherwise be a very generic sort of, like, alien menace, and you added an interesting twist to them. You added this interesting sort of hierarchy and sort of, like, things are going on with the Covenant. I mean, I would argue um, yeah. the,
1: the original twist of, like, the Halo, the planet you land on in the first game, being basically a giant intergalactic bomb, like, spoiler alert. Right, yeah. Like, that was actually really shocking. I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no.
2: <laughs> well,
0: wasn't it something like all the halos are these giant rings that i think some ancient culture built dem in, in forerunners case the flood ever got out dem and it was like all right if they get out blow it all up just fuck it no you, so, you so
3: here's what the halo rings do they don't actually they so the flood is a very specific containment that uh consumes and destroys or really just consumes and, uh all sentient life mm-hmm. so it was designed as a weapon to mm-hmm. just drop it on a planet you don't like and watches everybody dies. But the problem was is that they became too like it it as these things do, it got out of their control. Mm. <laughs> and so Things went bu- poorly. <laughs> things went poorly when you could subsume the intelligence of the creatures on the ground and they had spaceships. Mm-hmm. Um and so what the Forerunners did was they built the halos, which is where you're going. And so what those did is they they never really explain how this worked but th- it wasn't a bomb so much as it was a like some way of maybe electromagnetic is basically just this like explosion of destroys all sentient life like basically the only way to kill the flood because you can't kill them specifically that was a weird plot hole but you, there was no specific way to kill them because they were designed as the ultimate weapon now now i know why mm-hmm. um so they said well we'll just kill their fuel source aka us <laughs> the flood the ultimate bio weapon yeah and and that was a really interesting twist of the the first game and like it turns this the the uh the little like floaty eyeball thing uh guilty the, sparks the first game guilty yeah, sparks guilty spark it, it changes guilty spark from being this like helpful npc to Fuck you,
1: NPC. <laughs> so that, so then, to to get back to our yeah, original like, question, uh, are you say like, are you saying that you think the writing is its greatest strength, or are you are you saying it's like the um, way they set up? Because for Adam, it seems like he he thought it was like mostly just like the way that they actually lay well, out levels. Uh, I, I was gonna say I don't know if there's actually I one actually, I particular
0: like, strength. I was gonna yeah. say this is like one of many that make it really stand out. Yeah,
1: that's fair. That's fair. Like I was just mm. trying to think like i do think you're right zach i do think like the actual like way they twist and play with your expectations is pretty dang cool like at mm-hmm. least in the original trilogy i i got my arguments and critiques of four but you know i, I feel We're like they're talking about
3: four <laughs> well i feel like
1: at this point like if it's non, like actually how about this how do you feel about like bungee halo versus the not really Bungie halo anymore because like i i don't know how to count that you know
0: i feel like we, we can, should make we can a distinction get into that a little bit all right we can get into that a little bit later okay. i guess that's fair um, uh, I was going to say, to kind of just add on to the story thing, um, and Zach, would probably, Zach and Drew, you'll probably have a bit more information on this than I do. Um, but one thing I, I kind of learned later was that the Halo stories were all told in the game, were only kind of part of like a greater narrative yeah. to this thing, because I guess the Halo universe was... Um, a lot of the backstory and spin-off stories were all done in these novels, and it was interesting to me that people would... Uh, as kind of people do they would always talk about like the upcoming game and, like oh i wonder if they'll reference this from the books and all that stuff and i guess there was this whole other like it felt like this whole other set of things going on in this expanded universe that the games really yeah only kind of occasionally touched back on
3: yeah uh, so like just just to give a bit of setup the like the backstory for the halo universe is basically like earth is expanding out into the stars and it's a really strong starship troopers vibe so they create the super soldier program, so that way they can go hunt down pirates, basically. Um, that, that's the original. That's, that's a bit overkill, designed. but all so right. They, well, they came up with the super soldier program as a way of hunting pirates. I put this in air quotes. It's um, basically like an enforcement mechanism. It, they were designed as a project to solidify the power structure of the uh, the the basically the human alliance, uh, the UNSC. And then like the covenant showed up out of nowhere and started killing everybody and so the spartan units got deployed and that's basically the background and like the the covenant have like utterly destroyed humanity and they're down to like the last few planets um by the time the first game starts the like they never really explain this but they just say reach has fallen uh but reach was like one of their like first colonies one of the most built-up colonies and so they had to make like a random jump. They couldn't jump back to Earth because then the Covenant could trace them there. So they had to make a random jump and they ended up at this Halo. And that's hmm. literally the backstory to the first game. But they how, don't tell you most of that.
0: Is that how the first one starts where the, it's yeah. the random jump that they get to, ha- to Halo and that kicks off Halo 1? Because yep. that's something I never caught.
3: Yeah, that's something they don't tell you at
0: the beginning of the game. They, they do not tell you that they just made a random jump. See, guys, this is what I meant about supplemental content being annoying sometimes. Mm, it's like, yeah. damn, that sounds really cool. Now, fortunately, Reach got turned into its own game, which it was did. Halo Reach. So um. I, so
3: the one other thing I do want to say, in a bit of a defense of the first Halo game, I think if they, like, they they did explain that they were being followed by the Covenant. Like, that was adequately explained, and that's all they really needed to explain. Like that's all you really needed to know. You didn't need to know about like humanity's losing the war, and I think they even throw some lines to the fact that like yeah we're probably gonna lose this war, mm. uh, yeah. And mm. so it's there. It's just it's it's just for like the barest of like setup. Yeah, um,
0: but yeah. So I assume Zach read some of the books. Drew, did you read did. any
1: of the books? No, I um I wasn't really that hot on the Halo lore. Like again, for me, I I really i think it's enjoyable i think it's one of the strengths of the franchise is the fact that it gets to do all these weird ideas um i just enjoyed the games more i guess like Mm. for me there was enough there to have fun like yeah gotcha yeah
3: yeah Um, i'm I'm one of those people that i i if someone if bungie or i guess microsoft now released like a tabletop role-playing game system for this i would totally play it hmm gotcha gotcha you know what i just realized something
0: what there are two games we actually haven't talked about when we talk about halo because we've talked about halo 1 through 5 uh, yep. mostly halos 1 through 3 is mm-hmm. what we've talked about but we've mentioned right. 4 and 5 we've mentioned odst which i think was kind of like the stealth spinoff kind of game
1: i don't mm. know if it was quite
3: stealth but it was definitely uh, a, spin-off. It, it it was, was a spinoff it was a off it was
1: an interesting I, spinoff i actually really liked it yeah. that one yeah, like a billion in thing, it but- it did. Uh, <laughs> okay. We talked a little about Reach,
0: which was, I think, the last Bungie game, but yeah. we haven't mentioned Halo Wars.
3: You know, funny Halo story Halo Wars 1 and 2. So that's a dumb RTS on a console, and I don't know why they made the second one, but I played the first one. Mm-hmm. It was not bad for an RTS on a console. Hmm. Hmm.
0: I just remember watching my buddy Thomas play that game a lot and be like, what the fuck is going on?
3: I'm so confused. I mean, it was an RTS, and there were only yeah. two factions, so... Drew, tell me more about OTS, because I didn't actually play that one, and I thought
0: it
1: was supposed to be more, like, stealth. Like, you're not playing as the chief, you're so, just kind of
0: playing as somebody.
1: ODST is really interesting for a couple of reasons. First, it's a spin-off game. Um, it's still using the Halo 3 engine, but they've kind of, like, figured out how to do things a little differently. Um... And what mm-hmm. they do is it takes place in the time period between two and three. And instead of playing as a Spartan warrior, master chief, all powerful glory to you, you are a drop, sh- uh, like a, I believe it's Orbal drop shock trooper. Yep. And the- um,
3: that is, so the, the ODST are allied units that you can run across in the Halo games. And they're just these dudes that are like decked out in like a full black armor. Mm-hmm. And they will just like, come in out of the sky on these drop pods and then just pop out and start shooting.
1: They're yeah. Cool. Mm. So they have a really cool look and the premise is you're uh, you're playing as a much squishier character and so you have to play less like a running gunning killing machine and more like a little more sneaky, a little bit more tactical. You know, you're going to run out of bullets, you're going to, you know, get hurt and your like health is not going to instantly regenerate. And what happened in that mm. game is they were able to sort of tell a bit more of a more of a character driven set of stories. You you basically have this unit that gets separated early on in the game. And every chapter or so kind of flips between them. And you get like these really nice, like very much stock personalities, but they're very fun to follow. It, it's kind mm. of like, this is again because like Nathan Fillion plays as like your captain, but it does feel very much like a, like kind of like a really fun, cheesy B sci-fi like TV show um kind of like firefly i guess um and by the end of it you get a little bit more lore about what's going on in three you get some nice little like you know closure for the person you were playing as it's actually a very good game like i i would really like it if it got remastered and like was able to be available to more mm. people because it was like genuinely yeah. fun
3: yeah odst it. was it was a good game I, I never got to finish it though
1: unfortunately yeah. well i it's mean also
3: it is also the halo game that introduced the uh, firefight mode
1: Mm. I forgot about oh, the,
0: oh, is that. Oh, was that the horde mode? Yeah, the horde mode. Oh, that was fun. I liked playing that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, we've been talking a lot about Halo's greatest strengths, but there's one aspect we haven't really talked about, um, and it kind of leads also into our
1: second question, but we haven't really talked about the multiplayer. Mm. Oh, boy. Well, ha- I guess... How about? Huh? Oh, sorry. Now go ahead. I was just gonna say maybe we should just cut, like, go over to the next question and then do the multiplayer there. Unless you want to talk about multiplayer now.
0: Oh, uh, I was gonna. I was gonna. That's kind of what I was doing. It was just like, uh, just uh, one of Halo's best strengths is its multiplayer. Uh, so I guess we'll just talk about like the multiplayer and then Drew has here is a really fun question. What's your fondest multiplayer memory? So, mm. guys, thoughts on on Halo multiplayer? It's a it's uh kind of growth and development and. Tell us about
1: that sick kill streak you got. I um, am terrible at playing Halo, but I really like driving the vehicles in Halo. So uh, what uh, I like to do is find myself a nice little warthog or maybe a mongoose if it's three and just zip around the map and run people over.
3: <sighs>
1: as far as best that's memory... That's a solid <laughs> stretch. Yeah, so the <laughs> mongoose is the
3: ATV, s- but uh, yeah, that was... It, it is dumb doing it it's dumb but very fun you know it's funny like the mm. the free-for-all death matches were always very fun because they always took place on really small map maps and i always knew where the shotgun was
0: yeah you and i had the same <laughs> the same strat of spawn in room where's the shotgun i yeah, don't have exactly. time to
3: aim where's the shotgun <laughs> and actually i really like the capture point maps nobody else mm-hmm. did though so that was unfortunate but i think mm. the uh the, the one that like the best map type for the halo games was always capture the flag Mm -hmm. people liked team deathmatch they always yelled about how they wanted team deathmatch but i thought capture the flag was probably the best actual mode it would depend on your
1: group like if you had an organized group i'm sure capture the flag is a ton of fun if you got like five guys sitting around on a couch Mm.
3: no 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 well capture the flag with people who don't know what the fuck they're doing is amazing because it is this like slapdash of trying to get in their base get the flag and get out And so, like, you'll get in the Warthog, a buddy will get on the turret in the Warthog, you'll run over to the enemy base, try not to die, the guy, the guy on, both of you try to run in there, get the flag, somebody has to, the other guy runs out, has to get on the, uh, thing, like, it, it is just, it is insanity of trying to coordinate anything in, in a, in, in, like, the, the, I don't know if they called it quick play but basically the non-competitive mode mm-hmm. so you do non-competitive capture the flag and it's just this insane clusterfuck of everyone's playing it like a deathmatch, but there's an actual objective to this uh mm.
0: i have a fun uh one of my fonder memories is actually about capture the flag so i think this was in uh this was in halo 2 on the coagulation map mm-hmm. oh yeah um, blood gulch version 2 so so of my friends i was kind of the worst One at halo i a didn't own an xbox b wasn't really playing shooters at the time most of what i was playing was like action rpgs or just regular rpgs or stuff like that but i really wasn't a big shooter fan so i was terrible at aiming uh now fortunately there were usually six of us so we had 3v3 capture the flags uh and the skill rating of our group ranged from really good to me being like Guys, I got the shotgun. I'm gonna fu- I'm gonna shoot it, and that's gonna be pretty satisfying. Bang, Matt, uh, I'm satisfied. <laughs> um, so one time on coagulation, uh, we were playing capture the flag, and I had somehow sneaky sneaked my way over to the enemy base. Yep. Good job, and Adam. They had kind of the other three team members. I think had kind of gotten a little cocky at this point. Uh, and I I should mention this is a. I think it's 2v2 at the moment for flag caps. It was three captures to win.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I go into the base and there's nobody there. So I get the flag and I just run. And I'm running, I'm running. And the two people at my base take out two of the people on the other team. And they're feeling pretty good. And then one guy, Daniel, who I think at the time was kind of like probably one of the better players of all of us he immediately kills our other two players he's like wait a minute they didn't have the flag where are they who's got the flag and then they find out oh it's little old adam adam has the flag and so he kind of gives me this cocky like oh don't worry guys i can take care of it oh, so i'm no. running and nobody can find me because um yeah, in coagulation is a big fucking map <laughs> not only is it a big map it has that one little section off the side in the tunnels right so I'm like just oh god please oh god I gotta run so I pick up the invisibility I pick up the overshield and I'm running and all of a sudden Daniel finds me No. he jumps off our base I'm running and this is the, and he, I'm about to die and this is when I find out guys there's a melee attack on the flag <laughs> so I fucking I fucking melee him kill him instantly and yes. the point
1: <laughs> it's like I did it. I grabbed
0: excellence. <clears throat> he did. He never left. He never lived that down. It was so good. Mm. Adam, I'm, so, uh, I'm so. I have many like random like amazing capture the flag moments in that game. Oh man! But
3: that's the one that stuck to me because it was like, oh, I feel like a damn hero. Yeah, I remember playing online. I think this is Halo Three, um and it was this custom match that they, that someone had set up, and it was sixteen players on the sort of alien base map and so it's king of the hill Mm -hmm. 16 player free-for-all is this the one that has like the lower level and upper level and it's just a big circle
0: around this one yeah it's a it's a big circle
3: around this like center region and that center region was the hill
0: yeah i played this one
3: yeah and so king of the hill 16 players free-for-all and you would spawn with a random primary and random secondary weapon (laughs) (laughs) And, and that game Turned into the madness of just whatever you have on you, jump in the middle and try to kill someone.
0: Mm. Uh, we played a variant of that game, but it was, um, as we called it, chivalry mode, because it was all swords and hammers. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did that. What? Uh, yeah, everybody just starts with a sword. Go find a hammer if you can. But go nuts, because then it just turns into like, oh, I'm, I'm capturing the hill get fucking uppercutted oh no i'm capturing uppercut now i'm capturing uppercut and it's like okay this map this game is actually going on far too long we had to go to bed zach do you yeah. remember
1: the time when we we had this tiny snow map and we did um i think it was like rocket launchers and spartan lasers or something crazy like that and it was just like big boom explosions all day. Oh
3: right, i fucking remember that i don't yeah. re- I remember the tiny snow level but i do remember like you would get a mongoose. Yep. you get on the ATV, yep. somebody would have the Spartan laser, and they get on the back of the ATV, and you'd just try to snipe each other. <laughs>
1: yes, it was a glorious like, well, With time. the Spartan
3: laser? <laughs> yes, with a Spartan laser. You were trying to snipe an ATV with a Spartan laser. <laughs> now, this is amazing. So, most of the
0: moments we've been talking about, I think, have been from 2 and 3. Uh, I remember 3 introduced, like, the special grenade types. It did. Uh,
3: no, even uh, no, no, had sorry. 2 different <clears throat> grenades
0: well, no. 1 had the frag grenade and the plasma grenade, but 3 yeah. had like the bubble grenade. There was the proximity I, I There I was the, the bubble grenade. There I think was the, there was the a
1: bubble, more. there was the spike, there was the fire one that actually had some netcode that would break games, uh, which was awesome. What? Um, <clears throat> I remember I was reading about this bug where apparently like the fire grenade, I I think you I think if you used it in the right place, it would actually, like, wreck people's game for some reason. Like, I'm not sure how. Like, something about the effects just, like, messed up, like, what was going on. I don't know. That's amazing. Um, um I, I could have sworn they had... No, you know what? They also had the power-ups, right? They had, like, you could drop mines. You could drop little mm-hmm. baby shields. Little baby shields. And I, Yeah,
0: yeah. I think we're,
1: those were, I think, in three... I think those started in three where they were... Or was that four? They were in 3 one and of the I think games... they took them out in 4. I don't think you had them in 4 anymore. Oh no, I'm sorry. It was I think it was Halo Reach In
0: Halo Reach they introduced the suit abilities. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which were yeah. You could in multiplayer you could pick them up. Uh, well, in single player they were just abilities you'd get for different like moments in the game. Mm-hmm. But for the multiplayer they were power ups you could pick up that let you do things like drop a shield or dash really fast or you I think one was like a jetpack for a bit.
3: Yeah, you would pick up the uh, those pickups The other thing is that you could have sets, and so you could respawn with, like, a different uh, power-up set, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting. Uh, Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, because you get, like, a loadout kind of thing? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. You started with a loadout, which was always fun.
0: I'll be kind of... I'll be honest. uh, Like I said, I kind of stopped following Halo after it went to um, Studio 343, um, but I remember... What did they change for the multiplayer in 4 and 5 or was it basically the same set of stuff just kind of like maybe new versions or souped up versions? True. I haven't played those
1: much either. Um, you're talking about in 4? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess in 4 like what did they you know, like reach out of the abilities uh three added a bunch of grenades. Did 4 add
1: much? I mean, 4s as far as I could tell, its contribution to Halo gameplay was uh it was just like a whole bunch of new weapons i think they i think in the multiplayer they added like they still kept the armor abilities i don't think it was a part of the single player campaign uh Mm -hmm. i could be blanking because like the big
3: yes so the one thing i noticed about um halo 4 was that they had Forerunner weapons um and they had covenant weapons and the thing is they sort of like did some modification to the covenant weapons and the Forerunner weapons were just made to be copies of human weapons? Like, there was the Forerunner shotgun, the Forerunner assault rifle, the Forerunner mm-hmm. battle rifle.
1: I remember the Forerunner weapons being relatively distinct. Like, they felt very powerful, and I think they did have a few unique ones that weren't, like, human weapons from the other mm-hmm. games um if nothing else the enemy designs in four were pretty wild they had some very interesting like again like that kind of like halo robot organic look um Mm -hmm. those were very interesting like if nothing else the way they did forerunner technology i thought was like a pretty nice contribution um the story the story for me kind of went in a weird direction it it tried to be it tried to turn it into like a much darker sort of like you know folly of man story and that didn't really seem to mesh well with the grandiose themes of the previous games um Mm -hmm. you know from my perspective anyway like it was kind of weird to see this like sorry i'm getting into spoilers for the game um if you guys are gonna play it i don't know um i'm not okay well it got weird it got weird and they decided to go they did a lot with cortana and on one hand on one side like they did a lot of character building with cortana which i thought was very cool and like kind of necessary but they also like overdid it like a lot of stuff felt like it kind of felt like they went from being like star wars and pulpy sci-fi to being like a daytime drama sitcom about <clears throat> like like, weird. like that to me that's like how the narrative shift went like it, it just seemed like so much more over the top and extra in certain places than it had been previously, and it was just a really jarring experience for me. <laughs> hmm. But again, the yeah. settings were really cool. The settings were really cool, and the actual gameplay itself, honed, well honed, well honed. Just yeah. story beats felt yeah. weird for me. I was gonna say, um,
0: this is kind of just about since we were talking about the multiplayer a bit, uh, I, I just kind of want to throw this out there of like we were talking about Halo, one of like some of Halo's greatest strengths, and I think The multiplayer is probably one of it, like of its great strengths. It's probably either the, for me, it's probably either the or one of, Mm -hmm. just because of like, how do I put this? Halo played so damn well. Oh yeah. It was just such a. It's. I don't think this can really be overstated. How well uh, Bungie and and even Studio Three Four Three made the gunplay and gameplay of Halo feel, and that really, really shines in the multiplayer. Because, Mm -hmm. uh, in the single player, you know. It feels really good there, but you can also kind of cheese stuff out with different strategies. With the multiplayer, it just felt like it was concentrated right there, and it felt so good to play. Uh, and the other thing is, this might just be my opinion, but I feel like Halo's multiplayer almost like make almost like made the Xbox brand. You know? Like, yeah,
3: it did. It totally made the Xbox brand. Like
0: Halo played so well and so solidly that everybody had to get the the xbox to play halo and then you tack on this multiplayer which just is you know is also
3: phenomenal and it seems like that game just blows up because of it mm-hmm. like oh yeah the 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 halo was the killer app for the xbox it sold it sold so many copies of the original xbox
0: and i i just to me it feels like the multiplayer did that and then like it's really interesting to see how they really emphasize the multiplayer uh later uh Two, not as much to it. Two multiplayer and single player kind of like coexisting. Three is a little bit more multiplayer. I remember four. Drew, I remember when we booted up four to try it out. You and I got kind of confused as to where to mm. find the single player.
2: That's right. Because <laughs>
0: it, it boots you into a multiplayer thing. I think it boots you into find like find quick play, you and then you have to go play? down into local content, and then you can play the single player. And the priorities shifted a little bit. Mm. And I think that's also been true of five. Like it, the multiplayer just made it blow up, uh, but it definitely just seemed like it shifted over there.
2: Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Eh. Yeah.
1: All right. We've been, we've been talking about memories for a long time, guys. Um, I got a question for you hmm. since we're kind of getting towards, you know, the folly of four at least. And I don't think any of us have played five. What do you guys think no. are going on? What do you guys think of the game's future? Um, what do you think is going to become of Halo, given the fact that I... Bungie's no longer with it and it's kind of going off and doing some kind of new stuff?
3: I don't like it. I don't like the direction they're
1: taking it. Mm. mm. And why don't you also, like it? I like and I don't want to sound like a bitter old man. You do. So continue. Okay. Um...
3: <laughs> old man Zack, you get out of your damn hobbit hole and play a new Halo game. <laughs> it's just, the, the reason why I'm not so hot on it is because, like, I, I literally just went and looked up the Forerunner weapons and Drew they mm-hmm. have one cool unique weapon and the rest of them are straight up mimics of of uh human weapons
1: i mean i don't, i felt like they were don't, different don't enough man but you don't know, talk about to my beloved don't well, talk about my beloved like, shotgun at, like when that. you looked
3: at the covenant weapons they were wildly different from the human weapons the mm. i i, weapons I remember better, the needler but, zach i remember the needler everyone remembers the needler right the needler was really interesting um and so i think that's one of the issues the other one is that everything every time i hear anything about the story of halo 4 and 5 it's just garbage and i'm like mm. that kind of sucks because the original halo trilogy didn't have a garbage story and their background was decent mm-hmm. um so that those were all sort of that and and like you were saying earlier drew like they did they they reeled back on the pulpiness of it
2: mm-hmm. and yeah, they they, sort of like
3: uh, you know and it, it just sort of feels like an over-the-top melodrama and now i'm like uh, that's not quite what halo is supposed to be so 343 three took it in a different direction and i just i'm not so hot on that direction necessarily mm-hmm. it also doesn't have uh Bungie's usual like stamps of having a lot of like backstory that's just like hidden everywhere mm-hmm. um, yeah and having yeah. a very sort of fleshed outness to it yeah, and that... i think that's just something that 343 didn't quite add to the to halo four and five
1: yeah, I can I can see that. I, I think it, what's interesting is Halo sort of set a lot of standards for games after it. And I feel like with the new trilogy or whatever the heck they're going to have the new ones be, it, it seems like they're kind of drawing more from other games now. And I don't think yeah. that's to its benefit. You know, it feels a lot more... 4 felt a lot more on rails to me. Like, it felt very much like I was being funneled through a level as opposed to that freedom I had in, say, 1 or 2... One, sorry, 1 or 3 where mm-hmm. I felt like I was in this sort of lived in real space. And I think that is an intentional design decision just because maybe they're going after those kind of players. I think the multiplayer they I don't know, like it's oh, interesting. Dude, What's up?
0: The multiplayer mu- like the multiplayer has exploded off of that thing. How is it really? Yeah. Um to kind of to kind of go like I don't remember much of what of what little I played of Halo 4, so you know, there is take that into consideration mm-hmm. um, but I remember seeing way more being advertised about the uh, multiplayer for it mm-hmm. um, I remember hearing a lot more about like the Halo esports leagues and stuff like that and mm-hmm. those they do still run like it has a very competitive community around it
1: I didn't mm. know that um,
0: yeah, I- I didn't I'll know that just idea. say that I
1: don't know for
0: me it. about uh, before before I, before I make like predictions of the game's future mm-hmm. 4 was definitely a very big shift in that how much more in your face the multiplayer was and Mm -hmm. uh i didn't play much of four but i do remember it feeling i remember it feeling like a big halo game but something felt a bit off and i and and like even as a non not really a fan like even i could tell it's just something kind of felt off from those opening parts Mm -hmm. and i think Mm -hmm. it's because at least to me like uh halo 3 ended pretty definitively like it left it open it left it open to have sequels
3: um it lets it open to have sequels that didn't involve the master chief
0: yeah Mm. um it was i guess it was just kind of weird because at least to me when i you know played or when i when i saw that last bit of halo 3 i kind of thought wow that's that's it you know that's the whole thing and the rest would be spin-offs and filling in backstories and it just kind of felt weird seeing it come back and then Mm. have this whole like oh the spartan soldiers like Program, it was a mistake, kind of
3: thing. Yeah, I I remember talking about how it was a mistake. (laughs) Well, like I, like sorry, just just given the like, there was some intense real politic going on in the, uh... in like in all the backstory for the original trilogy. Like, no government would have ever said the Halo series was a mistake. Oh no, I remember. but like the part,
0: the first part of four, what Drew, you can correct me on this, but I think like, that's the bit where they're like, Oh man, we have to terminate the Spartan program. It's like,
1: yeah. So, so Zach, maybe you being the the guy who is all buffed up on the lore. Um, the way they, a
3: bit more than you guys, (laughs) the way,
1: the way that four starts off, they are interviewing, um, Dr. Halsey and effectively treating her like a war criminal for being responsible for the Spartan program. Um, basically the fact that they actually did like, you know, kidnap, kids and like sort of like experiment and train them to be spartans is kind of like the backbone of the chief story here and so yeah. they're like really feeding into that element of like why did you take these fundamentally broken human beings and stuff them into armored suits you monster this which is, is so a weird tonal... because again
3: it doesn't match it doesn't match like the real politic of of what the fuck that was about like like Halsey saved your fucking asses, basically. No,
1: ex- that's, like, the big, like, w- um, the weird thing for me is just, like, wait, the previous trilogy is all about how the Spartan program, like, saved humanity. Like- yeah,
3: how the one fucking Spartan saved everybody. <laughs> and so, and so like, again, like, history is written by the Vectors, and I'm a little surprised that they didn't put that in. Like, it's a tragedy what happened to the Spartans, but also, like, why would they be saying this to the people who won? They won the war! <laughs>
0: I don't know, and what little I do know about five is I remember five had some like kind of weird dual protagonist thing, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, they Where were trying like to bring the, in some new guy. Oh
3: my god, you're talking you know about it, this.
0: You know what it seemed like they were trying to do, Drew?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, do you remember in Devil May Cry four, all of the advertising was like, "Oh my god, Dante is the villain."
1: Yeah, he's he's
0: the he's the big bad, and it turns out no, it's been a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still fine also here's your new pro tag character as well they're gonna do stuff uh halo 4 and 5 or sorry halo 5 seemed like it was that of like oh
1: my god master chief was the villain he's like no he's not shut up i remember the, not the villain the ad the ad campaign for that being very much like oh look how evil the master like the master chief's gone rogue or something like that and i don't think that's what happened i don't think that's the premise of that game to be fair
0: there is that really cool shot of the Master Chief in the cloak walking around. I think this was for four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always thought that looked cool where it's just him in this giant like space marine suit you know, in the Spartan armor and he's got this like cloak on him. It's like, oh, that looks cool. You know, that
1: actually was the trailer cool. for Why is he five, by cloak? It was for five. He's in the desert. He looks oh, cool. God. Shut up. <laughs> Zach, remember that trailer for three where where they're looking up into the stars talking about I wonder what's out there? And then he grabs right. a bubble shield and runs into a bunch of brutes. And that doesn't really happen in the game, but you don't care but like, because it's that advertising. That was very cool. That was a
3: very cool advertisement.
0: But see, that one works because even then it's like it's just people like, I wonder what's out in space, what we'll find. Mm-hmm. And the trailer immediately cuts to Oh my god, humanity still has to fight for survival, but you know what we can do it. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Halo four and five really haven't captured me that much, Mm. even in just like a passing interest.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same here. Like for someone who used to be super into the series, like I just wasn't so hot Um, on four and five. So I had
1: I had a couple What's up? No, oh, were you gonna say something, Drew? Oh, I was just gonna say it's weird because we have Yuzak, the old guard, being like, "I don't want anything to do with this." And as far as I can tell, the new kids on the block really don't care either. So that's why I think the series is kind of in limbo right now. Like I don't know, yeah. I don't see it attracting a lot of new fans that's right. anytime soon.
0: Now, like Halo will just become limbo, and you'll control Master Chief in a black and white 2D adventure.
1: <laughs> oh my God. God! Damn
0: it! I knew you were going with that. I thought, um, I, thought you I, had, were gonna... <laughs> I had a
1: couple little make a crouching joke I a couple
0: <laughs> little notes here on a uh, halo's future that i'll just kind of quickly read give them uh again having never owned a microsoft console it's not a series that i have particularly too much investment in that said i, I personally i am really sad to see it not like the hallmark thing it used to be mm-hmm. it is really kind of a bummer to see like this halo series being the crowning jewel of microsoft kind of not as shining as it used to be mm-hmm. uh i was gonna say as esports and pro gaming culture take off, I can see a situation where the multiplayer aspect of the game can, kind of continues to get further and further developed, while the single player becomes kind of tacked on or just kind of there. And I think that kind of goes to what you were saying, Drew, um, about the about being kind of more linear mm-hmm. in the single player. I I don't know the numbers, but it feels like it could be the case that it's like they really put a lot of effort into the multiplayer. Which if you watch any competitive like Halo games.
2: Mm-hmm
1: that
0: game's running really well and it's really good for multiplayer but i don't know
1: well i mean if the multiplayer Um, holds up like that's actually something that i was concerned about because like for me a lot of halo that i enjoy does come from the single player and like the story and again like the you know space opera style they go with so Hmm. i i don't know like maybe i i thought i thought what was happening these days is people were playing overwatch and people were playing PUBG and maybe some dota Like, I thought that's what was hip these days, you know what I mean? And maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm not hip. I'm old man Drew at this Uh, point. I think it's, because they came out a couple years ago, I think that's probably, they
0: kind of, those communities have kind of cooled off, but there's always a a diehard, like, Halo community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel Uh, like
3: it's, like, Halo's gonna have its diehard fans. I just, I just think they, I don't know, it just, it feels like the Halo series is a shell of what it once was.
2: Yeah. That's Um, true.
0: I was gonna say, in regards to the story, uh, it'd be really cool to see halo kind of continue its history of having this like super interconnected story where like as much as i kind of i'm always kind of iffy on like you know side content and stuff like or like you know extra books that you have to read to kind of help the game it it was always really cool how like all the books and the comics detailed all these stories that were just kind of like added more depth and layer onto it and uh Maybe they did that for 4 and 5, and maybe that's where it's explained more. But I feel like they may have stopped doing that. And that's kind of a, to its detriment, if they have. Mm. Uh, and lastly, uh, I I cannot see a situation in, at all where Halo continues and Master Chief is not the main character. Because oh. he is too much of an iconic character to not have him as the leading role.
3: You know, no, uh, they could have. They straight up could have after 3. They, they could they have
0: if four if they did it with four they didn't do it with four they tried doing it at five but it's too late because now you your brain already says oh we're on another master chief trilogy it would feel weird switching heroes in the middle of a trilogy Mm. because i think there is a halo 6 coming there there is a halo 6
1: coming and it is entirely possible that uh that master chief will not be the main guy it's entirely possible keep that in mind i know but like i don't know this is, this is just my kind of feelings but it's like it feels like master chief's too
0: iconic i really just don't see a halo game selling particularly well without master chief i can yeah. see
1: selling well being a problem having played odst uh and reach i will tell you like those games are damn good and they did not do yeah. the they did not do yeah the master chief
3: so that's the thing like uh, people shit on reach and odst i who I, shits I on they they them they're on good go games, games. <laughs> No, but that's what I'm saying. That like every time people like with ODST, people understand it's a different experience. People, people like would play Reach and they'd be like, "Oh, it's like Call of Duty." And I'm like, "Dude, Reach is a good game." How is it like Call of Duty? Is, um, <laughs> when, when those came out, like
0: I believe people still knew that the Master Chief was alive and around and could be a, and was like going to happen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if Halo as a series would continue without master chief being somewhere well, in that universe. So, kind of thing. so
3: halo reach was after halo three. It came out after halo three did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but it th- wasn't, it didn't it also come out after the announcement of halo four.
3: Uh, I don't no. think so. No. no, no, maybe I have like, my timeline wrong, but Bungie Bungie left. So they made reach and then they mm-hmm. left Microsoft and then Microsoft mm. had, you know, created, um, studio three, four, three, which was going to make halo four. Yeah, like that was sort of the dual now. I don't know.
0: That was just a hot take I had, and you're totally right. Yeah, and I I kind of forgot that, like, uh, because I thought Reach uh, was announced pretty close to three, so like people would still be like having Master Chief on their brain. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like, I guess I was coming off of it felt weird in five that they decided like why now of all times do you try to switch characters? Yeah, they should have done it when you had a really good opportunity to do that elsewhere. Or uh, and, and then when I think of that, it's like i don't know i just don't i'd be curious to see a, a halo game now i'd be curious to see halo 6 being advertised without master chief front and center
1: mm. i um, my predictions for the game will be this i think multiplayer is going to be pushed a lot harder for six uh just uh, because man. like i think esports has like actually taken off in a really big way since five came out Uh, I think they're probably going to want to get in on the whole like like Overwatch League, right? I think they're going to want to do the same thing. That's probably where their focus is. Oh God,
0: yeah. I think. Are you guys ready? Uh, Zach, Mm -hmm. you just booted up. You just booted up Halo Six. Please insert five (laughs) dollars,
1: and you can get Spartan crates.
3: God damn it! I
1: epic gear. I actually like think they cosmetic. have something like that. I think they have like cards or something. But you know, no, no. I never. Mind. I'm not going to get into it. I don't know. I don't know enough. I don't know enough.
0: I no. I don't know enough. I was just saying because of the loot box. <laughs> <laughs> I will it's say broken. one thing. One thing about one thing about Spartan boxes. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, and this kind of goes back to Halo's lore and stuff being stupid and amazing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh the Halo Reach Special Edition came in this giant ass box.
1: Oh and yeah.
0: All of the all of the cool like little. Things you got came in this, and I'm looking at this box like, so is this like an in-game supply crate? It's like, and my buddy Thomas, like, not nah, Adam. In game that carries one Spartan boot. And like, this is stupid. This is
1: this is amazing. Wait, what do you mean one <laughs> Spartan boot? What do you mean a Spartan boot? Oh,
0: basically, so uh the special edition, you got this giant like crate mm-hmm. to hold all the stuff in, and you might think, oh, it's like a um you know, a cache of like Spartan weapons or something or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, No. This is styled after the in-universe box that they carry the Spartans' boots in because the Spartan armor is so damn big.
1: It's so damn big and so damn heavy. Oh, uh, I see, I see. I was thinking of the, um, the the helmet that you got with Halo 3 Special Edition. Yeah, oh, that like, you put in your cat? Yeah, like the tiny helmet that's not big enough. Wear...
0: <laughs> the, the Halo helmet is not big enough for a person, maybe a toddler, but
1: most importantly, your cat can wear one. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had not made that discovery, what? thank you.
3: Give me a moment. Halo 3 Special Edition Helmet Cat. Let's see if I actually get this.
1: Did you get it? Is it real?
3: No, I did not get any pictures of the helmet on a cat. That's Dang. okay.
1: Maybe maybe you can find them later and you can share them. But you me. know,
0: mm-hmm. speaking of eSports, Drew. Yes, Adam? There's one thing when I'm playing eSports, sometimes I'm tired. Are you? I've got to fuel up. Oh,
3: God. <laughs> Please kill me. What can I use? I just want to say, mm -hmm. for this
1: segment, Mm -hmm. you know what? Drew, state the segment. Well, everyone, for our final segment, Adam, you have a great need to fuel and improve your game. But how do you feel about Gamer Fuel? Do you down a cold? What's Gamer Fuel? (laughs) Gamer Fuel is uh, a combination of Mountain Dew, Doritos, and adrenaline that you use when playing a video game so that you can just have the edge on your opponent it was Wait, uh it, what's up so it's not actually combined it,
0: with doritos is it no,
1: no. Oh God, please don't
3: <laughs> um so i i literally i got to the section and i my my notes consist of one word why <laughs> uh, because gamer as fuel, i remember
1: <laughs> go ahead
0: as i remember gamer fuel was introduced out when halo 3 was getting released uh, it did not taste like Doritos as much as it probably could have. Mm. I remember it was, I remember it being bright orange and tasting like super citrusy and it was supposed to have more caffeine than a normal bottle of Mountain Dew. Uh, did, did you guys ever try one? I, no. I know I've tried I got one. nowhere near the damn shit.
1: I tried one. It tasted you, like Drew? cracked out Mountain Dew. It was just, it was just high in Mountain Dew. That's all it was, but it was great. I,
0: I, <laughs> I never got to try Gamer Fuel, and that's probably why I suck at Halo. Mm.
1: Uh, It would improve your skills.
0: uh, Gamer Fuel is probably the most thirst-quenching drink. Nothing can can quench your need for energy like a Mm. fine can of Gamer Fuel. A cold,
1: crisp, refreshing beverage to help you Mm. dominate Uh, your opponents. To kind of bring Zach back into this conversation, Mm. I
0: remember... When Halo Three started advertising with Gamer Fuel, I remember that being one of the first big game product collaborations I was ever aware of. I
1: was actually yeah. very shocked that by I was it.
0: like, that I was like immediately like, oh hey, I, you know people play games, they like Mountain Dew, yeah this makes sense, yeah promo- cross promote, I get it now. And young high school Adam's like, yeah cross promotion never stop.
2: <laughs> oh no,
3: wait, um, you, he, and it, you were this is cross promotion. Wait wait. I this this is this is where I step in, mm. and and just give out my uh, young old man cred. Oh, do it! Because the moment I saw Gamer Fuel, my very first thought was, "Oh God, please no!" Mm. Wow, please what an old no. man, Zach! Why don't you get hip and
0: chug this bottle of Gamer Fuel? Uh, <laughs> my by the way, I think my buddy Brett still has a bottle somewhere.
1: Oh, we should crack it open someday.
0: Go... <laughs> Whoa. Maybe it's aged like a fine wine. <laughs> oh, I, bet. I
3: got the feeling that hasn't happened.
0: I remember it being one of the first instances of what I what I'll call capital G gamer used in marketing materials. Oh, jeez. I think it was. I think it was called Game Fuel, mm-hmm. but it was always marketed towards gamers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it sold pretty well for a, while it was available for a while, for, for... Uh, and I remember the i know the community kind of remembers it
1: yeah for me it was just the fact that we had gamer fuel and it was such an in-your-face weird terrible thing to ingest it was like you know what it was it was like uh how when skateboarding was really hip and cool and there were like a bunch of terrible sponsorship deals as a result hey Um, mm -hmm. fuck
3: you skating is still real fucking cool
1: i mean how are the experts? wow get out
3: get out of your porch
0: old like old (laughs) young man zach
3: scared i still you cool
2: quaint, guys you, oh, young
0: man. gamer fuel is stupid media cross motion is stupid hey hip kids come skateboard with me then uh, old man old young man zach like fucking curbs away old,
1: old I just man fucking uh, i ollie outie man i just ollie outie old man ollie zach up. before you ollie outie do you want to uh do you want to do a little uh little design club with us before you go
3: Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for this design. Mm -hmm.
1: All right, all right. Well, fuel up. Drink down your cool, refreshing Mountain Dew. (sighs) (sighs) You ready? (sighs) Oh, I've been (laughs) refueled. All right, all right. Had too much. Uh, Okay. Excuse me. All right, so, fellow gamers, capital G. Yeah. Today's design club is create a Halo-style multiplayer map that you would love to see and would never see made. This could be anything your heart desires, maybe something that goes just a little bit further than the Forge map could. The sky is the limit. A moment? moment. This is
3: something literally the Forge map can do. Well, I can't do it now. I could do it in Halo 3. Mm. Um, So the Forge map in Halo 3 gravity was on Mm -hmm. so if you like left an object in the air it falls to the ground Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so what i would and so what me and a friend of mine named keenan would do is we would go into the forge open it up and then we would just take objects usually large objects to smart and then smaller objects as we went along and ran out of ran out of large objects to throw around Mm -hmm. and we would literally take we found the smallest map we'd clear it out of everything in it and then we would just like randomly toss around everything else <laughs> it wasn't quite random i know keenan went around to like specifically like fix certain things and he he did a lot more work on these maps than i did mm-hmm. but we were just like we made this like crazy chaotic map and then immediately what we do when we finished the map after like an hour or two uh we would do one v one uh multiplayer and i was more mechanically skilled than keenan mm-hmm. but keenan knew the map way better than i did And so it was just us running around this insane, like, convoluted map um, with each of us trying to kill the other one. And, like, tons of objects were just stacked on top of each other. And so you could sort of, like, scramble onto the top and sort of, like, fight up there. Or you could just be down in, like, the weird corners and crevices of the depths below. It was a really cool map. So what I would do for a Halo-style multiplayer map is I would—and this this could never get made—is a sort of, like— auto generated one of those maps. Hmm. Is I would call it the asset dog pile.
1: How come you can't do that in <laughs> how come you can't do that in like four? Like what do you mean that's no longer an option for you? I um, was like what the parts of four
3: turned and... on gravity isn't turned on for the object, so if you leave them in the air they just stay in the air.
1: Oh no uh, that sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah,
3: man. so so one of the fun parts of it was like throwing an up op- like you could literally like throw it into the air and spin it. Hmm. Um and it would just go like flying and spinning off. And then just fall down somewhere. But I remember... Yeah, can't do that because it doesn't work.
1: I remember like being in anymore. one of those sessions with you and Keenan. Um, and Reach. Where we were just, like, fucking around and throwing a bunch... Of, like, we had a tiny box and... Oh, God. Those maps were terrible but fun. That's how I can describe them. That's how I would describe yeah. them. Yeah.
3: They were super duper fun because you were just like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm. <laughs> like, it, it makes you think differently about it. And the other thing was, like, you'd randomly toss around the spawn locations. You'd randomly toss around weapons. Like it was just nuts. Mm. Um but yeah, that that is what I would do. I would do like like the game would just generate a map like that. Mhm. Mhm. It just generate this like random insanity scape. Um and then just be like, all right, have fun. <laughs> I
1: see. Adam, do or you imagine have like any? a, a like,
0: MC Escher kind of Halo map? Oh, that'd <laughs> yeah, be cool. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that'd
0: be awesome. Um so I have one that you could you couldn't make in the forge. But I always thought this would be kind of fun. So, ima- so imagine this giant sphere, all right, and you are playing on the inside of the sphere. Okay. And in it, uh, there are these. There are four pillars around to kind of give cover and stuff like that. And there are weapon spawns. Uh, there are different weapon spawners that cycle through a certain number of weapons.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: basically, you are running around the the, the interior surface of these sphere of the sphere. And when you, uh, and so you can just run and gun as normal. But whenever you jump. You kind of do like a like a zero gravity kind of jump where you kick off and just go sailing to the opposite end of wherever you jumped off on. Mm. So you you kind of get these like you can easily escape, but you're also like just gliding around everywhere. And I'm imagining like two people having the swords like having a joust at each other as they jump at each other from like opposite.
1: <laughs> oh, ends of that the would sp- be awesome! That,
3: that is amazing. Yeah, actually, I have, a, I have an, another idea for for a uh, for a map. Just mm. thinking about a sphere is a uh an indoor outdoor map where Mm -hmm. there's no physical way to get from the interior to the exterior of the map it'd be like this big floating ball Mm -hmm. and so you could fight along the scaffolding of the interior um and then you or you can jump in like or but then there'd be these sort of like teleporters that would teleport you to the outside of the sphere which also has a bunch of scaffolding and Mm -hmm. so you'd be switching between the exterior and the interior as you were fighting Mm. that'd be kind of cool
1: i like that that's pretty interesting i drew i've got two i've got two so one that i think would be interesting as you guys know i like all the vehicles in the halo games i think they're super cool so i want a map that will actually like utilize those Um, so what i'm thinking is you have a very large map uh, basically a very large cylinder type object Um, That is the map itself. And you have, like, all of your your ghosts and your banshees and your mongooses and your warthogs. And definitely get those... uh, Scorpions. Yes, get the scorpions out there. And on the outsides, you have basically these, like, rounded-off corners where you could, like, have these sort of, like, jousting duels, like you were saying, Adam. Of, like, these, like, different crafts coming towards each other. Because they're very high speed, right? Like, they have different exits. (laughs) But... Mm-hmm. You can go inside of it, and on the inside of this giant cylinder map is just, like, this sort of, like, inner corridor area where you're just, like, like there's almost no weaponry. You just have to, like, scurry on over to get to one that actually takes you to another cool vehicle that you want to use to actually get into the fighting fray. So, like, on the inside, it's pretty much just melees, and I, I just, like, that's it. Like, you're just punching each other. And the only way to do any real damage to anyone is to get outside into the fray and get on a cool vehicle and just, like, start rolling around. At the speed of sound. Right yes At so drew
3: i have some unfortunate news for you yes i know what
1: that map would turn into what would it turn it would into
3: very quickly turn into punch people in the
1: back before they get to the vehicles yes but once you get in the vehicles you are super happy and good to go
3: yeah but the thing like that's the thing in the halo games if you punch someone in the back they auto die
1: mm. you might be right that's about really that.
0: weird mm. the fucking fucking yeah. melee and halo was always like the most obscenely powerful things like yeah I just shot you. How is that? How is that less impactful than me punching you? Because you're
3: a Spartan yeah. with
0: like superhuman strength. Yeah. In any it, case, it is
3: the like Spartan superhuman saying. That's usually the reason. Mm-hmm. But like, if you punch someone in the back in one of those games, it's considered basically a sneak attack, and you auto kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. Uh, I, I still what's your like, like the level
1: idea. I still like the idea of it. I like the idea of high speed Halo battle jousting, very large oh, yeah. maps, ideally in yeah, space, maybe a canyon. I don't know. My second map. <clears throat> um this goes with two things i i like how weirdly positive the original trilogy of halo is like for all of the dark bad stuff that happens it seems to be very much like you know kind of like a happy fun vibe overall and i think it'd be cool <laughs> if they had a uh, a holiday themed map a christmas workshop <laughs> themed map and i want the okay. grunts involved the grunts have um that one skull on them where when you shoot them they explode into confetti and they are all carrying weapons and ammunition into a big old ship which is sort of designed around being a santa's workshop and they don't do mm-hmm. anything they're just on the map frolicking and randomly spawning and you got and you and your multiplayer buddies are just shooting each other in grunt santa workshop land and that would be my <laughs> map. that's pretty good yeah
3: i think it'd be fun, That'd be fun. A, that would be a fun
1: one yeah I think it would be fun. You know, you get some Christmas lights everywhere. Uh, Maybe some robots. You know, maybe some, like, holiday Easter eggs. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Well, I feel bad. So, everybody else made two. I'll, I'll
0: make one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, here you go. Basically, like, this giant cylinder thing that goes down to a, gra- like, basically a black hole kind of thing. Where you're constantly getting, like, dragged down to the center of the cylinder. Mm-hmm. So, you're trying to, like, fight everybody. But you're always getting pulled to the center. So, it causes, like... I don't know. Oh, I thought that'd be kind of cool. Black hole it's map. Like, it's like you can you can keep trying to jump away and like get better leverage, like vantage points on your opponent, but you're still everybody's still getting dragged to the, like the center focal point mm-hmm. where well, if you know, touch it you die.
3: You know what would be a really cool map is Why? um so th- it's a map that entirely consists of two corridors and uh sort of like two parallel corridors with some like slats in the middle so you can sort of like you can poke through them or shoot between them. Mm-hmm. Um and so the all the spawns would be on one end of the corridor and so team a spawns on one in one corridor team b spawns in the other one and you're given like warthogs Mm. (laughs) and so you're both just sort of racing each other to the far end where you can actually fight each other Mm -hmm. and all the good weapons are back there and it's just this like race you're having with the opposite team and their warthog i'm
0: trying to think guys I've got it though. What is it? Here's here's what it is. So imagine a big, big open map, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it can take in a ton of, ton of players. Let's say about sixty or so players. Oh, really? What happens? And everybody,
1: next?
0: and everybody drops down on the perimeter or oh, one God. of these areas of this giant map, and you're all running to the center you're picking up weapons and guns and vehicles as you run and there's this invisible force kind of enclosing you in so it turns into this battle royale style i think i'll call it master chief's battleground
1: oh uh, i think they're probably money. gonna do that for six i would put i would put money down do they're too. actually gonna yeah. put that in six <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah that would be yeah. yep that's definitely gonna happen
1: mm. but i think i'm done with I think I'm all designed out. I think My th-
0: gamer fuel only carried
3: me so far.
1: Ah, uh, I see. <laughs> well, you know, gamer fuel, Adam, it'll only take you so far, but nothing beats a lesson from old man Sack.
3: Oh, man. Mm. Well, hey, everybody. It's time now for the lesson of the day. Today's lesson, the shotgun is really good close up, but you have to be right in the melee range in order to get use out of it. So if you have the shotgun behind someone, it's usually better just to punch them. And that's that. And that's the lesson of the day. Thanks, everybody.
1: Radical! Thanks, Zach. Why, do, why use the shotgun when I could just punch somebody? It's a weirdly more non-violent way to go. Um, mm-hmm. Less mess, less splatter. Um, oh, shoot, you know, we didn't do pour-outs. I'm so sorry. Um, does anyone uh, have any uh, pour-outs or pour toasts before we go? for the
0: pour-out. Pour-outs for the pour-out section, which we almost skipped. Mm-hmm. Pour-outs for yeah. the pour-out section. Pour-out <laughs> for that. Uh, pour-out for my SR. Yeah, pour-out for Zach's SR. Hey, you want to go play some competitive and we'll get that even lower? <laughs> uh i Uh, I have i said i have a toast to agdq and all those cool spade runners Mm -hmm. it's pretty neat pretty cool stuff Mm -hmm. oh
3: i i want to do uh and i also want to put out a toast to baby bay who is the star dps player on the san francisco shock
1: yay baby bay baby bay baby bay uh i wanted to just do a quick uh pour out for the flamethrower in halo 3 the thing that looks really cool and just yeah. uh, was not very good, and I did not like using it whatsoever. And yeah. <clears throat> guess I'll give a toast to that one grunt at the edge of the map on the last level in Halo 3. He's uh, he's hidden you quite mean, well. Th- you mean that one grunt on the last level of every Halo game? Okay, well, it's the one that's got the, f- like, the funny jokes at the end. He made me laugh. Yeah. He made me laugh as a kid. I liked it a lot. I oh, him. yeah,
3: no, it's great. I'm just saying that that guy showed up in every Halo game
1: actually zach what was that the the sergeant uh what was his name the uh the you know sergeant johnson yeah i want to toast to sergeant johnson that guy's yeah all right. that guy's all right now. So
3: toast, to- toast to sergeant johnson who who at the end of the original halo hugged it out with the covenant
1: you sure did zach oh <laughs> i don't know if you remember
0: that <laughs> you know for this for this episode we'll have to play some halo music or something
1: mm, we will maybe yeah all right, listeners, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, if you like what you heard or if you have any comments or criticisms or just want to say hello, you can always reach us at Team Nitwik. That's team, N-I-T-W-I-C, at gmail.com. That's our that's our email account, and uh, you should probably go ahead and leave us a little thingamabop. Or you can follow us on Twitter, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Whatever floats your boat. Uh, next week, we are going to talk about Half-Life, the wonderful franchise from Valve. And Yay. I hope you, I hope you come back and listen to it because it's gonna be a good one. Mm-hmm. Feeling good about mm-hmm. it. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Oh, okay. I have one last joke before we leave.
0: Oh, good. Hi. All right. All right. Since we're all saying our goodbyes mm-hmm. to the audience, you say goodbye and I say hello.
1: hello hello i don't know why you say say goodbye i say hello Uh, i ended there i love it goodbye everybody